Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Zinger and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox and I am excited to be here tonight. We are talking Step 11, Passion. And tonight is the introductory night, which means anything goes. So let me get this ball rolling by introducing my beautiful co-host, Terry Thayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I am doing well. I'm excited to be here and ready to talk about passion. Yes, yes, yes. And more yes. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the passion we have for our lives, for ourselves, for our desires, for the things that we want for our life. And I'm excited to have with us tonight the guru of finding passion for your life, uh, Tara Jarvis. Hi, guys. Glad to be here. We had a great mm-hmm. conversation. Yes, and I yes. think it's, they're, they're, there could never be a better time to maybe talk about, you know, where passion is and where it might not be yet in our life, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let's start off by, um, Tara, how um, – no, that's not the question I want to ask. I want to ask, uh, share with our audience uh, what it is that you get to do and who it is you get to serve. Okay, um, I run a company called Kefi Coaching. Um, although I cut my teeth in corporate, I've chosen a life coaching path. I feel that looking at a whole integrated life is really the only way to make a difference for ourselves in the life that we're living. And I work with women in the second half of their life. They might be a business owner, entrepreneur, or a leader, thought leader, or a corporate lawyer, or a leader, or a leader in a business, um, that are looking to make the most out of the second half of their life. They're looking at fewer days ahead than behind them. They might be challenging some of the things that they're committed to. They might be looking at how they actually use these final two quarters of their life, or however many days are left, to really manifest the life that they've always envisioned that they'd, they'd live. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I do. I do private coaching. I am looking at some other products right now, so things are always evolving and always shifting. It's, for me, it's really about taking the lessons that I've learned and the things that I love to do and help have an impact and make a difference for other people. So, mm. Yeah, love it. And what does cafe mean? Well, cafe is the Greek word for passion, so... That's I right. actually, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I am uh, half Greek, actually, and um, that word just, there was never a question that that wouldn't be what I would want to call my business once I realized how significant that was. You know, and at the time um, that I started my business, I, um, I, went, I entered the corporate world pretty young. I was 17 and a half. And I stayed with a regulated Bell entity for 30 years and two days. 
Um, not that <laughs> I wasn't always looking for someplace else to go. It was just the best option for me was to stay, and I had quite a good career there. But I found that when I left, I was always trying to figure out, well, what am I supposed to be when I grow up? And even recently, I would ask myself questions like, you know, well, if I hadn't had that experience, like if I hadn't gone into that big structure and been so enculturated to a certain way of working and defining success for myself, what would I have created for myself? I really, I really didn't know, but I'm just asking those questions still now. So from 1998, there's, there were multiple times where I asked that question and it was, you know, what am I supposed to be when I grow up and what am I you know, supposed to be doing? And one thing would lead to another. And, um, I think more importantly, there was always this pull to be picked. And I didn't know the answer to the question. People would pick me. Mm-hmm. I've got a great job for you. Yeah. I've, got a great, I've got a great project to work on. And in fact, what I've been looking at now is all my bio statements and my resume and everything is all corporate. And so that's what I'm attracting. But I'm trying to depart from that experience and still create this new life for myself that um, – certainly is built on, you know, my foundations, but that it's different. I'm looking to do different things. So people would pick me. I've got a great project for you to work on. I've got a great job. Or, you know, would you consider driving an hour to this job and we'll create a job for you? I mean, the jobs were always there. They just always Mm -hmm. were more of the same. They were always more more of the same. And it wasn't until I got some spiritual guidance that, you know, coaching was really the area that I should be looking at. I mean, it was a pretty thoughtful person that felt, you know, the people that we work with would have a real need and who would have ever anticipated some of the things that we've had to deal with, you know, in the last several decades. But that, you know, people that seek guidance and support, you know, and some kind of development accelerated learning curve, you know, they're committed to growth that this would be the right, the right industry and the right place for me. And coincidentally, I self-procured coaching for myself all the way through my journey. So it, I've been involved in the coaching industry as a, I guess, purveyor and as a provider, you know, for quite some time. So, Awesome. So how would you define passion? Well, I think, I've, you know, I'm gleaning a little bit from what we've talked about, but um, – you know, the, to take the Greek metaphor a little bit further, you know, you, you want to envision if, if any of the listeners are familiar with the movie Zorba the Greek, you know, Zorba's dancing on the Greek, uh, on the beach barefooted with his hands in the air. And he's, the music is just, you know, it's just oozing out of every cell in his body. So it's this energetic passion for life and everything about life. And there's lots of cultures that have, you know, to life, you know, the Jewish culture, you know, to life, um, Lahayim, you know, there, there's all sorts of references um, through history that talk about the importance of that. And yet we end up sacrificing it, um, sometimes not even knowingly, but it's a strong feeling or emotion that's centered around the things we like and the things we love and our desires. And at the same time, it could also be moving you away from something. Um, it could be a passion to get out of something, get away from something, right? But we really mm-hmm. talk more about the things that you love to do. And I think the, the other thing is I, I was looking at, you know, some of the work that I've done uh, through the course of my coaching business. And, you know, passion, according to John Maxwell, is only 80% of the equation. 
because if you mm-hmm. have passion and no real skill or strength or attitude, it's wasted. And he uses uh, the article that I read this evening was he uses the example of America's got uh, no, um, American Idol. And there might be singers mm-hmm. on that show that are completely passionate with no skill and nobody's ever told them. <laughs> and they didn't take advantage of, you know, developing the skill either, right? So you can be passionate about things, but we're looking for a combination of the things that you love combined with your strengths and what I would call your superpowers, which are the things that are very unique to you that you do better than others, that possibly um, people tell you how good you are at it, you know, and you, know, you listen to what people mm-hmm. say about it. So it's those unique talents and superpowers and that you've got a commitment to growth and to continue to grow those strengths, you know, not grow mm-hmm. the things that aren't aligned with what you're really passionate about. That's when that all comes together and you've got a full complement of things working to help you be successful and fulfilled and happy, uh, you know, exercising your passion. So it's not mm-hmm. a simple answer, I guess. <laughs> no. Yeah. I love all of that. Terry, how about you? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that um, that were said that that resonated with me, and one of those is when you were talking about passion might turn you away from something, mm-hmm. and I think that's when we take the time to be sure that we're in alignment. So mm-hmm. I think passion has a lot to do with our values, and it has a lot to do with our our center, our core. Mm-hmm. And I, when I started getting coached to myself and, and came to the life coach world that I wasn't even certain what my passion was. And I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of people that go through their lives um, not exploring that, not being attentive mm-hmm. what their passion is. And because of that, they go through life kind of on uh, cruise control. You know, they don't really take those opportunities to explore their their um their power their gifts um i can't remember what you called those i mean i know what it is but it's that you need, one out yeah, of my mind yeah you're in talent power yeah you're in a god-given gift you know that right that mm-hmm. uh, make you 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 know the uniqueness right. of yourself and yet i think in a lot of people's lives they're culturated and conditioned mm-hmm. to just go through the motions and so I've had many clients that I ask, well, what are you, you know, what is your passion? What is your purpose? And they really don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the exciting parts of helping people, you know, walking beside them in this journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance mm-hmm. to find what that passion is. And really, I am, I always say I'm in my third act. I like the second half idea. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. in the third act of and I clearly know my passion, and I'm able to make choices aligned with that passion, and it then brings brings me to my purpose. And I think mm-hmm. uh, and what you were saying was really resonating with me that, you know, it's something you love. It's something that gives you joy. It's something that gives you that purpose, and you right. can have passion with purpose and purpose without passion but when they align mm-hmm. that's when when you really are living the life that your soul intended to do, you to live which is what Rhonda says our mm-hmm. our mental and I think right. that you know that's really when it 
it comes together and there's that synergy and that synthesis that really allows us to be to express ourselves to the fullest. And that's mm-hmm. when, for me, I mean, that doesn't happen 100% of the time, right? But when that happens, there's this sense of, of joy and this sense of I'm, I'm doing exactly what I was meant to do, and that brings me such joy. Right. You know, I was um... – Kelly, did you have something that you wanted to add to that? Well, I just, I I think it's important to keep in mind. I was just saying, I think it's important to keep in mind that we can have more than one passion and we can have Mm -hmm. more than one purpose. And we don't need to drive ourselves too insane trying to find what that one purpose is that we're going to have passion mm -hmm. for and, um, and all of that. We can have purpose and passion in different areas of our lives. And I think that they're also going to shift and change and um, mature and, um, you know, uh, change, yeah, and just change as we go throughout our lives because our lives change. Um, the situations we're in, um, the, you know, I don't know why words are not coming to my head right now, but. Um, circumstances, that's the word mm-hmm. I want. Our circumstances change. And so right. uh, those those purpose and passions change. And it's important that as life gets busy and as life goes through its twists and turns, that we remember those things that we're passionate about and we we allow ourselves to create time for them, even if it's not as much time as we would have liked allow because of how life is at the moment to Uh to not forget them though to Uh um, still allow allow time and energy to go towards those things that we're passionate about Uh so as I was preparing for, for what I wanted to make sure that I included in the topic today I'm, I, I love your metaphor about the, the car, right? It was that the purpose mm-hmm. is the car and that the passion is the fuel because it was talking mm-hmm. about passion is where your energy is, right? And mm-hmm. if you're looking for some kind of a guidepost of whether you're onto your passion or not, watch your energy level, right? So because you never run out of energy when you're, when you're passionate about something, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it is tied, you know, probably easier to the stuff that you love and that you're really energetic about. And when I thought about that, I've pretty much been grappling all year with depleted energy. You know, is it burnout? Is it overwhelm? I didn't think until tonight that it was because although I was doing the things that I love, which are the mechanics of coaching, my energy was depleted because of how I was doing it or where I was doing it or that I, I was in this transformational cycle, if you will, of, to your point, moving. I was moving. I was, and I, and there, it would be really easy with my old kind of definition of success to think that I got it wrong the first time, right, because I'm changing it. My focus is changing. Mm-hmm. But my passion for the work that I do and the impact that I, I'm having isn't changing. But my energy was telling me that. I was resisting yeah. certain things. My energy was telling me that. So if you're looking for a cue about your, your passion, it's going to be tied to energy for sure. 
And I, and I think that I also like um, when Terry mentioned the part about choices because there's benefits about knowing, you know, what those passion triggers might be or those passion focus areas might be. And that's because decision-making becomes easier because there's more clarity. You know what to say no to. You know what you're committed to. You know what's motivating you. And you can make those choices with confidence and commitment to make them happen. But it's, it's following that path that allows you to get to a place that you actually produce the results of fulfillment and happiness. And it's way beyond anything defined as success by somebody else. I mean, it's not only that we're enculturated, society puts a wet blanket on all of us um, because we have to behave a certain way or we have to do things a certain way. And you have to be a lot stronger than some of those forces to make that happen. But the benefits are there for you if you, and I've even heard Darren Hardy poo-poo passion as kind of being frivolous and, you know, he makes some callous remark about walking on stones and, you know, he's like bashing Tony Robbins and, you know, any of these, you know, thought leaders that are really talking about the importance of what we're talking about here is it isn't one thing. Mm -hmm. it, It is a combination of things that all work with it. But if you can find what you're passionate of and align it with your real strengths and unique talents and superpowers, like I said, um, you'll have more ease in your life. And the other part to what you were saying, Kelly, is that it's not a destination. It's a journey and it might shift and it might pivot and it might change. And you might get clarity that causes you to maybe choose another passion or move your passion in another direction. Um, And so it all fit together when I started to look at all the pieces of the things that I'm that I think are really important. And I do believe that it starts with passion. Yeah, I agree. Terry? Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying the conversation. I think that, um, I, I don't know when I, when I think of, when I think of my life, I mean, I'm, you know, I've lived several decades. Um, <laughs> I think that I probably, probably the passion that I recognize and am more clear about now began when I was pretty young. Um, mm-hmm. My passion is, is learning. That's my passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love to learn new things. I love to take on new new landscapes, new arenas that I've never been in before. And that's what mm-hmm. gives me the courage to take risks is because yep. I love to do that so much. And um, I think that understanding that, I can even look back into my into my youth and my young adulthood and see how that led me in my journey and be grateful for those experiences that I had. And when you said grace and ease, uh-huh. I feel like at this point now, there is grace and ease for me in making decisions. But again, mm-hmm. it wasn't always that way. So when you talk about your passion morphing, changing, um, for me, I think it's been the changes have been my age, my maturity, my experiences, mm-hmm. my opportunities, my challenges. Those have been a constant 
flux and where I've had to make decisions. But that passion mm-hmm. for learning has only grown and grown and grown to where I'll take risks now with ease mm-hmm. when it comes to an opportunity to learn right. and to take on, you know, new ex- new experiences that I've never done before and just revel in that. And mm-hmm. uh, then my purpose lays over that, you know, in a different way. And right. that purpose, you know, I and I... I don't think I had the maturity to know what my purpose was early on as I look back at my life. But I think probably about the time I was maybe 18 or 19, that purpose started to become more clear to me. And like Mm -hmm. you said, every day it's a little bit more clear and I'm able to make those choices to align uh, with greater ease. But like Mm -hmm. you said, it's a journey. I mean, it's going to be a journey from the day you're born to the day you, you know, you transform into your next existence and beyond. I mean, I just think that infinity and beyond to me is learning, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have great opportunities forever, for all eternity, to take what I've experienced as I've had, what I've learned from those experiences, and take risks to take new, to have new experiences mm-hmm. or more. And then that feeds my superpower, which is to, to teach and uh, to coach and and just made that more clear in that path. Well, I taught school for 40 years. Now I've got right. the opportunity in a different way to uh, continue that facilitation of learning for others through my passion to learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, a couple yeah. of got sparked uh, listening to you share, Terry. Uh, one of them was in this article that I read by John Maxwell. He says that there's there's two great days in your life, and the first one is the day you're born, and the next one is the day you discover why you were born, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty powerful. But then I also, I, I work with my clients. I've, I've been, I used an assessment, called it Distinguishing Your Superpowers, but to your point about, and I thought it was funny that the last time I was on your show, it was about awareness, right? It was the introduction, because awareness is so key and yet if you don't mm-hmm. sit quietly enough to actually tune into this, but this journal exercise that I do is I go back and I have you reflect on your life from 0 to 12, 12 to 18, 18 to 30, 30 to 50, 50 plus. What were those things that you were doing that were inspiring and that were motivational and stimulating you and they were fun and brought you joy and you were at your best and in your zone and it was easy for you and it was maybe hard for other people and it it lines up with the 10,000 hours in, in outliers because you have mm-hmm. those natural abilities and you're weaving them through your life. So you went through a similar exercise is what it sounds like to me, discovering that teaching others as well as learning yourself was key throughout mm-hmm. your whole life. You know? And mm-hmm. I do believe it also plays a, a role in my life as well, liking what I do, loving to learn, and wanting to share that with other people, mm-hmm. um, and making complex things not so complicated, and then sharing it with more people. But I love this mm-hmm. exercise of going back and looking at your whole, and what were the talents that you were using at that time? And I've had some epiphanies with clients because they would notice I was, I loved to read, and I loved reading, and they weren't reading anymore. So they got mm. to see the things that were missing 
by going back and doing this, you know, awareness exercise of going back and looking at what, what, what was really something that them up before or maybe was a source of energy before. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies, we are almost out of time and I want to make sure that (laughs) I want to make sure that, uh, Tara has time to um, share with our audience anything that she has coming up that they can take advantage of. So uh, do you have something that you'd like to share with us? I think um, I don't have anything specific to share right now other than if you're interested in the things that I've talked about, there's a way to connect with me, and that's where you'll get the first information about anything new that's going to come down the pipe uh, from me. So if you go to my website, tirajarvis.com, and under the second the section that says free, I actually have two resources there. One is a uh, transformation journal and guide, guide and journal. Um, and that once you um, opt in for that, you'll join my community, which will allow me to communicate with you the things that are coming. I also have a three-part audio program, one or the other. They both are going to do the same. It just depends on what type of uh, training resource you're most interested in. Uh, the audio program is about um, fulfillment, and the journal and guide is really more about how you, you know, plan your own extraordinary life. And then I offer a free session. So if you want to talk to me at all about something that you're dealing with, we, you know, in a brief time, we can probably get some clarity around one topic that you're working on, and I'd be really happy to support you if I could. So, again, tirajarvis.com and check out free and any one of those three resources um, I'm happy to share. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. And feel free to... Uh, post that in our Facebook group, Get Fearless at Any okay. Age with Fearless Generation, so okay. our listeners can have easy one-click access to all of that. Okay. Okay. We'd appreciate that. And we thank you so much for you being on the show tonight. Uh, you have shared so much richness with us and our listeners, and I know that everyone has gotten a lot out of you being here. Well, I really, yes, thank I, I really value the. Oh, sorry, Terry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, I really value the work that you do, and I, I inspired. Just did some work with Rhonda just recently, so I'm just inspired to know that we have somebody so close, um, that you know is carrying that work forward. And I, I just think, you know, the work that you're doing with your clients and your programs around fear, uh, is a real support resource for all of us. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and we look forward to working with you more uh, going into the future. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, please go to fearlessliving.org. You can always find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org, and there you can find links to all of the podcast episodes for the last eight seasons, as well as information on everything that Terry and I are doing. Please go check it out, and you will see um, our virtual workshops that we do, our classes, and our wonderful group program called Stepping Towards Freedom. 
It is my absolute favorite thing that we do. We teach the 12 steps to freedom just like we do here on the podcast, but we go a whole lot deeper. So if you love these 12 steps, go check it out, Stepping Towards Freedom. And um, I'd love to have a chat with you about how you can join the program and get even more out of these steps that we share. We also uh, would love for you to join the Facebook group if you haven't yet, Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations. We have a five-day, five-tool, Get Fearless in Five Days with Five Tools (laughs) challenge coming up in the Facebook group. It's completely free there for you. We'll be teaching five different tools in five days, as I said, and um, there'll be great information there as well as ways to implement the, t- uh, the tools that you'll be learning with a workbook. And Terry and I will be doing a Facebook Live every day as well. So definitely get in the group so that you can be a part of that. Uh, that's um, coming up uh, in a couple, well, I think it's on the 15th is when it starts. Um, thank you so much for coming back each week and listening to us uh, share with you the 12 Steps to Freedom. We're excited to be 11 Passion. We hope that you've enjoyed tonight's episode. We know we have. And until next week, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Thank you. Be fearless, everybody. Take care. Good night.